0: give me Psalm 34 verse 11 my sermon today is going to be restoration of the generation restoration of the generation the psalmist wrote come ye children come ye children hearken to me and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. There are many scriptures that I'm going to be jumping back and forth to, but I want to bring home this this point. Ah, man, ah, man. I, huh? I want to do something a little strange right now. Please bear with me because I'm only going to be up here for about maybe 15, 20 minutes. But I want I want to do something real different. Can everybody in these first three rows just, the first two rows, just move back up? To the third row because I want the young people to come sit up here. Take all your goods, take all your stuff. Those people on the third row, move over and let them come on and sit next to you. Let the mothers come back there in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want everything on the first two rows up. And I want all the young people to come. Just come by mass, come by mass come on come on somebody praise God as they come come on 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 just take a seat take a seat anywhere in the front I want all the kids that just came up here to be prayed for from 5 to 30 come on up come on up because I'm speaking to you today not just as pastor but I'm speaking to you today as father Come on, Aaron, come on, sit here, come on, come on, come on, Sarah, come on, amen, come on, just sit, that's right, move your bags, let them sit down, in Jesus' name, amen, even if you got to put some chairs in this middle aisle, even if you got to put some chairs in this middle aisle, I don't care. But I want to talk today to the youth. To everyone that's older, we've had our day. We have had our day, and we are still living out the course of our days. But to these who are on their journey, beginning their journey, they must be taught as they are in school, as they are in the home, they must be taught in the church. Hallelujah. The school teaches them academics. The home teaches them culture of family. The church must teach them the culture of spirituality. I don't hear anybody. They must be taught the culture of spirituality. And the Bible says this, the scripture you see on the screen it says, come children, listen to me, hearken to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord wisdom The fear of the Lord is wisdom. It gives you understanding. Come on, to the middle aisle. Put it in the middle aisle, saints. Come on, come on, brothers. Come on, you're wasting time. Put it in the middle aisle. Come on, quickly, quickly, quickly. That's it. That's it. That's it. Young people, come on, take these seats. In Jesus' name. It is imperative and I'm not going to be screaming and hollering a lot I want you to hear me it is imperative that the young people of our generation know who they are they are being taught something that is not taught in our homes they are being taught by society and school Something that goes against the teaching of any good parent. I don't hear anybody. They are being desensitized and raised in a false norm. Given a false normative. And we have been, we have been pushed back so far that the church has become afraid to address these situations while our children are the targets. And when we keep our culture and our mouths closed, they suffer, they suffer, there's a reason why the suicide rate amongst the youth is so high, well it's because of the church, because they teach against, self. they teach against homosexuality, makes people kill themselves, they, they teach the children that they have to be something that they don't want to be, they won't let them be their authentic selves, all of that psychobabble all of that psychobabble we speak against it I don't hear anybody in here we have an obligation to teach and in this cancel culture you can cancel me because I don't agree with your theology or your socio- sociological ideology you can cancel me out there But you cannot cancel me in my place. You can stop me from going on your show or coming to your concert or coming to your meetings. You can stop me from that, but you cannot silence my voice because I've got these generations that I've got to make sure have a clear cut understanding. We are not raising whores. I'm going to say it. We are not raising whores. They will not succumb to what some of us came to come to. We gave in. We gave up. We allowed people to use us and abuse us because we felt like we didn't fit in and we tried to f- find feeling in substance and sex and people's opinion and it failed every time. Failed every time. And we will not let our children go through that cycle. We are not raising street kids. We are not raising drug dealers or drug addicts. We are not raising violent people, violent men and women. We are not raising fearful men and women. We are not raising failures. We are teaching them the fear of the Lord. We're teaching the fear of the Lord. We're not going to let your, 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 your future be marred. We are going to guide you. We're going to instruct you. And we will not let society tell you who you are. Only God can do that. You hear me, Thornton? Only God can do that. You will not be defined by man. You will be defined by the God that created you and gifted you. You will not be afraid to be who God's called you to be. And you will not give in nor fail. God has given you grace and he's given us a responsibility to you. I want you to remember, and all of you that were saved at a young age, I want you to remember that throughout the Bible, throughout the Bible, God always called the youth. Hallelujah. God always called the youth. Glory to God. And God has not stopped to this day. He said, in the last day, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Now, let me tell you, young people, something. These are the last days. Hear me. We are living in a time where nuclear war is being threatened. We are living in a time where war has broken out about the start of World War III. We are living in a time where it is hard for people to make a living. We are living in a time where the economy has failed. We are living in a time where the culture has been destroyed. We are living in a time of fear. We are living in a time uh, of greed. We are living in a time of hatred, where races are rising up. You are seeing what we saw back in the day, but you're seeing on a grander scale because now you're seeing it blatantly, blatantly paraded in front of you. Hello? We can't, we can't fail at our task of teaching you. We cannot fail. He said in the last day, these are the last days, he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh, not just the elders, not just the men, on all flesh. And then he said, your sons and your daughters. He didn't go straight for the old. He went straight for the, he went straight for the target. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. They will preach. They will talk to their peers. They will be the example. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. He said, your old men will keep dreaming dreams. We we once were visionaries, now we're dreamers. And your young men will see visions. He said, I'm, I, and on your handmaidens and your, and, and, and your male servants, I'm going to pour out my spirit too. I mean, there won't be any class or culture. There won't be any class division. I will pour it out on everybody. Everybody. You are in line to be used by God. Can you all hear me? You are in line to be used by God. And not just to come to church because your parents bring you to church. But some of you come to church because you want to come to church. Some of you would leave your parents if you knew how to drive. This is a part of our training. You must learn Jesus. You must learn Jesus. Amen. The Bible told us to train up a child. Y'all hear me? He said train up a child in the way that he should go. That's our job. Our job is to train you up in the way that you should go and not the way you want to go because you don't know the way yet. You don't know the way yet. ain't breaking my legs. comes with age you don't know the way yet I know what you want to do because we were young and we wanted to do what we wanted to do too but we had something called parents I don't know I don't know what it is to live in a house without my father. My father was with me uh, all my growing up. We had parents and they set the parameters in the house. They set the parameters in school and they set the parameters for my church going. It wasn't a question, there was no question ever about anything you had. One response: Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. There wasn't no question. Well, why I got a what? Why I got a? And then you know you well, mommy, why I got a? And then you woke up in the hospital. You never even finished the statement. Well, daddy, why I got a? And then you got up off the floor, cause he picked you up and threw you in in the ceiling. That's what my daddy did to me once. I disrespected or disobeyed. And my mother said, I'm not, I'm not going to whoop you. And I got a sense of, you know, <laughs> I must have been about 10. I'm not going to whoop you. I'm going to wait till your father comes home. Now, my father only whooped me one time in my life. And he only hit me one time. She said, I'm going to your gonna, And I don't know why I got such a fear. Well, because he was dead. And I'm saying, no, mommy, you beat me. No, 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 no. I'm going to wait till your father goes, mommy, please, please, here's a belt. Beat me. <laughs> because I didn't want to invoke my father's ire. I didn't want to make my father angry. And all that day, I'm nervous, getting closer to six o'clock. When I heard the door open, my heart sank within me. And I stood in the living room. My dad said, boy, what's wrong with you? And my mother came out of the room and she said, Donald, I told Donnie that I was gonna get you to whoop him, to have you whoop whip him, because he didn't take out the garbage. That's what it was. He didn't take out the garbage. I told him three times. Yeah, was, oh, my daddy didn't, he, he just came home from work. He had to go back to another job, because they kept having kids. <laughs> You're 11. By the time I was 10, there was two with, uh, with, with four more children underneath me. And he said, y'all, y'all. Yeah, now y'all stop. it." Daddy, my mother said, Donald, I said that you was gonna whoop him. Daddy got so frustrated, I'm standing in the living room. Daddy walked past, like he was walking past me. Grabbed me in my collar and said, <laughs> I, I hit the ceiling. <laughs> And I hit the floor. My mother screamed, Donald! <laughs> she never asked him to whip us again. Now, some of you are sitting here absolutely t- just mortified. Oh my God, you had child abuse. Well, you know, you call it what you want to, but it taught me how to obey. I don't hear nobody here. So I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I never, ever, ever once, not once, not once in all my parents' life. They died when I was 53. I never once talked back to them. Even when they were wrong. Even when they were wrong, I never talked back to them. I was, a, I was in the generation that understood I was made to understand family and parenting. They took me to church table when I was seven years old. They took me to an all night prayer at Amityville gospel tabernacle in Amityville, New York. I was seven years old and they were praying all night long until eight o'clock in the morning. And I was there and I didn't know what to do. And they said, clap your hands and call Jesus. And I started clapping my hands, calling Jesus, 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 Jesus. And the more I did it, something started to change. Then I started crying I started calling Jesus out of my heart. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I couldn't stop crying and clapping. That was my first experience with Jesus. Then I went to home and I went to bed and the next night I had my first dream about Jesus. I was standing in something that they called the breezeway. The breezeway is the hallway between the living room and the bedrooms and in the dream I was standing there my mother was standing right here and Jesus was standing right here and he was so Brilliant, so bright. And when it got up to his face, I had to do this. I was just eight years old. I had to do this. And he bent down. And I, was, I remember I was doing this and it was this close. And it's like you could hear the light. And he said, can I come and live in you? And he said, can I come and live in you? And I looked to my mother. She nodded her head. And all I remember is I said, yes. And he floated up off of the ground. And on the top of my head just came. Side of me, and I woke up from the dream. That was the beginning of my relationship with God. From that point on, my life changed. Now, what I didn't tell you is that year I was raped by my great uncle. three times in one night after the death of my two-year-old brother who got hit by a car in front of the house. And my mother said that I killed her son because he followed me across the street and she left me in the house with my sisters and my great uncle and I was the target. such a horrible thing I had a dream and then I gave my life to the Lord at night and the journey has been great for 53 years I have failed more times than I can count and he has forgiven more times than I know I have heard his voice and I have loved his way and I grew throughout my youth and throughout my teens and throughout my twenties I fought every spirit that there was to fight fear insecurity self-hatred homosexuality rejection I fought all those things And God gave me strength through it all to break and destroy everything I fought. Everything. It is important that I I deliver this to you. Pastor Chris, grab a mic. It is important that I deliver this to you because I have been every age that is represented here now i have been every age my love for god saved my life in 1973 i was in a car accident on great neck road on albany avenue and benjo drive and my head went through the side of the window as our car spun out of control and hit the pole and my head went through the side window and cut all the way into, not just two, into the skull. That's where this mark is from. Broke two of my ribs. Had the flesh hanging. And when I got out of the car, I didn't know what was wrong. And my mother broke out crying because this happened just two years after my brother died. And she felt that she was gonna lose her son. And I said, what is the problem? I said, what's wrong? And my mother's screaming. And my sister Marlene said, "Donnie, your head. And I put my hand up and then the blood just started flowing, flowing, and our neighbor, Mr. Wright, he was driving down Albany Avenue and when he got to the accident he stopped and my mother screamed get him to the hospital we gotta get to the hospital and we got in the car and the blood had soaked into my shirt so that it was was dripping out of my shirt and I said I'm getting sleepy and my mother screamed don't go to sleep don't go to sleep and I said I'm getting cold mommy she said Donnie pray because she was too overwrought to pray but I hallelujah but I was 13 hallelujah and she said Donnie pray and I said oh yeah and the blood was all in my eyes it was running down my face and I wiped my eyes she took my shirt off and made me hold my shirt up against it And I said, in the name of Jesus, I command the blood to stop. And immediately the whole scar went white. (laughs) Mr. Wright screamed, how did you do that? He's driving, looking in the rear view mirror. He screamed, how did you? My mother screamed, just drive. We got to Brunswick Hospital. They brought me in to the emergency ward and laid me on a stretcher. And I felt no pain because of the prayer. 13 on the open scar, no pain. He took a tongue depressor and said, son, do you feel this? I said, no. He said, do you feel any pain when I do this? No. Then he took me, pressed real your heart. I said, do you feel I said, yeah, I feel that. And I heard my mother, who was in the room next door, scream to the doctor, doctor, does he have on clean underwear? (laughs) Now the reason why every mother is laughing because that is the mother's main request. A mother's main request is that you have on clean underwear. How many of you kids here, your mother's asked you about your underwear? Raise your hand if your mother asked you about your Raise your hand, don't be scared. He literally could sew up my head with no Novocaine or anesthesia? That's how God cared for me. All that day, I'm sorry, I'm taking so long. All that day, I was ironing my clothes and praying. I was 13 years old, ironing my clothes, getting ready, because we were going on a boat ride. And all that day, I couldn't stop crying and praying I am singing Oh when I come to die Oh when I come to die Oh when I come to die Give me Jesus All day from the time I got up Give me Jesus Give me Jesus You all this world but give me Jesus I just kept singing it and my mother got scared and she said Donnie why are you singing that song I said I don't know and I would just cry and she would walk around praying and I kept singing oh when I come to die oh when I come to die oh I come to die Give me Jesus And so finally she said Stop singing then And I stopped And then an hour later The accident happened That was at 13 He's a wonderful God He's a wonderful God He's a wonderful God. At 14, I was molested by my great uncle's son in the parking lot of of our church. That was supposed to destroy me as well. At 16, I was introduced to witchcraft by that same cousin. And at 16, God showed me his power. As we sat and he was doing his witchcraft incantation, it was just me and him sitting in the basement. And the Lord said, rebuke it. And I said, the blood of Jesus. We're sitting and we're supposed to be meditating and he's doing his I said, the blood of Jesus. He said, shut up. I said, the blood of Jesus. Shut your mouth. I said, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of, and he was raving. And he got up and he ran out of the house. No, 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 shh, he's clapping too much got up and he ran out of the house I told my mother what happened my grandmother called, some of y'all remember Nana my grandmother called and she was speaking in Spanish over the phone she never learned Spanish, Holy Ghost was speaking to her, mañana mañana, mañana mañana she said tomorrow I'm coming to your house she kept saying mañana just uh, and I'm listening to it. And I told my mother what she said. She said, What? That's tomorrow at your house. The next day, my grandmother called us. Am I boring you all? We shouted already. The next day, my grandmother called and said, Take some anointing oil, put it on the outside of the front doorknob. And I took the olive oil and I prayed and I put it on the doorknob outside to the front door and my cousin came over, high priest in witchcraft came over and he went to touch the door, pulled his hand back took a napkin a handkerchief out of his pocket and opened the door and came and immediately started going into incantations incantations and I'm standing there and all the rest of my family are in the bedrooms and I don't know what to do And all of a sudden, a taxi pulls up in front of the house. Taxi pulled up in front of the house. My grandmother gets out and she's walking. She's walking with her pocketbook in the kimbo of her arm and she's walking. And I can hear her outside. She don't even know he's in there. In the natural, but the Holy Ghost let her know. And she came in the door, closed the door, and he was standing in the living room. And she said, "Kiss, him up!" And he started speaking back in another language. And she said, ha, "Ha ha ha That's all I remember. And she walked up on him, and she's speaking in tongues. The closer she got, the lower he got. Till when she got up on him, he's laying on his face, and he's screaming, "Let me go! Let me go! Let me go! Let me go!" And she said, "Ha ha." it's like a superhero <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching this whole thing I'm the cheerleader, go Jesus, go Jesus yes Jesus, go Jesus 16 years old, go Jesus yes Jesus, now to speak in tongues I go, kind of, whatever she said I'll speak about it cause my help came, my help was there she walked up to the front door opened up the door and said, get out of here And he ran down the street like this. All the way down the street. My grandmother told him, the Lord said, we won't have to worry about him. A few months later, he was taken out by the cops. These are the things that I experienced as a child. These are the things that I experienced as a child. When I was 30-some-odd years old, 31 years old, I was in Detroit. And my, the Winans were going to England, and I'd never been to England before. 1991. And, and, and they said, come on, Donnie, come on, come with us. I'm saying, okay. and I couldn't buy a ticket. I couldn't get a passport, and I was trying. I even went to expedite it couldn't get it they went over and they was we all supposed to come back on a Pan Am flight 104 we were all scheduled to be on that flight they caught another flight I was still scheduled to be on that flight and that's the flight that went up And exploded over Lockerbie. This is what I've seen my God do. He spared my life many times. Why am I doing this? Because the scripture says, Come, ye children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. I got into the Bible because the Bible was so close to my Thor comic books y'all miss that my Marvel Thor comic books they all spoke in Shakespearean English in 17th century English Thor would speak you know you shall not smite me without impunity and I'm like yeah that's that's some groovy words It, it was the 70s groovy was the word and I would read and say, that is groovy. That is a groovy scene. (laughs) Yes, some of you older ones understand. So when it came to the Bible, I understood the Bible because I would always go to the dictionary or the encyclopedia or to the Amityville Library to find out what these Thor words meant. And I went and I read this book from Shakespeare and I was like, oh my God, this is the same kind of talk that Thor talks. And so I would learn Shakespeare. They jest at scars that never felt a wound. But soft, what light through yonder window breaks? Tis the east, and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon, which is already sick and pale with grief. Be not her maid, for she is envious. Her vest livery is but sick and green, and none but fools do wear it. Cast it off. Oh, it is my lady. Oh, it is my love. Uh, discourse it. I will answer it but it's not to me she speaks you got to put a little swag on that and so when it came to the Bible I could understand the Bible and I developed a hunger for the Bible and my first scripture that I memorized was Matthew 8 and 7 and Jesus said I will come and heal him and that started my journey in the Bible Matthews 8 and 7 Listen to me kids I'm not going to take too much more of your time I want to develop an appetite I want you to develop an appetite For Jesus Now I know Beyonce Very well I I, I know her very very well I I know a lot of these people In the secular industry I I know them Amen Amen I know the Pete Diddy's and I know the, the I know what well, y'all younger people. I don't know your Shawn Mendes and all that. I don't know nothing there. I know the Cardi B's. Me and Cece a couple of years ago, two years ago, three years ago, we were at this award show for Aretha Franklin American Music Awards, and me and Cece came in during the break, walked across the front to our seats, and all these the whole place goes to clapping. I'm like we are hit? (laughs) When I waved at the screen, "Ah!" Cece said, Donnie, come on, sit down. (laughs) And while we're walking past, this girl jumps up Cardi B. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God, br- br- whatever that is. Oh my God, br- <laughs> And I'm like, whoa. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Danny McClick, Danny McClick. Uh-uh, I'm from Queens, I'm from Queens. No, I'm the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx, I'm from the Bronx. Hi. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. This is Danny McClick, this is C.C. We sat down, I'm like, now who is she? <laughs> These are the people that God has put in my path. Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston was like my sister. I had singer Whitney's funeral and her daughter's funeral. This is our different cultures. And with everyone, Beyonce used to come here to go to church sat right on this side. But this is the people that God's called us to impact, not to emulate, (laughs) to impact, not to be like. (laughs) This young guy named Kendrick Lamar. We sang, I sang at a a BET award. Hi. I used to go to church. Okay, but what is your name? Kendrick. I said, all right. Could you pray with me? No problem. Right. Pray with him, went around the corner. P. Diddy. Oh, man, they said you was praying. Pray with him. Snoop Dogg. Man, you know, man, because you the real deal man you know because my grandmother told me that i was called to be a preacher if i wasn't doing this i'd be a preacher we prayed luther bandras we prayed god has sent me from generation to generation to generation and god knows that he's called me to pastor you and it is your time to grow it is your time I have to stop. That's Chris gone. I have to stop. I'm over time. Today's service was different. We did all of our Pentecostalism at the front end. But you are the focus. You are the focus. I am blessed to have you all in this church. Some of you we're literally here from the very beginning. Where's Tyler? Where's Tyler? Come, come, come quickly, quickly. I want you to move quickly. Is there any other young people here that was here from the very beginning? You are. Tyler, his brother, J- Justin, Alyssa, Jarrell, Shavetta, David. Come on, son. Hear from the very beginning. <clears throat> he was four years old. Y'all are trying to get me to cry. He was four years old. His brother was 10. How old are you now? You're 36 years old. 36, so you were like, what? 15, 14, 15 when you came? We're raising generations. I gotta stop we're raising generations and we will raise you to fear the Lord you will be filled with the Holy Spirit you'll be baptized in his name you will dare you will dare to defy your culture and you will speak the truth of God amen You ain't vaping, you ain't smoking herb, you ain't smoking cigarettes, you ain't drinking, you ain't doing any substance, you're not cussing, you're not lying, you're not fornicating. Fornication just means you ain't having sex with nobody. I don't hear you. I don't hear you. You're not... Texting crazy stuff and you're not receiving crazy stuff on text. You're not sending pictures. You're not receiving pictures You know what pictures I'm talking about. You're not doing any of that You're not cussing in your text. You're not cussing around your friends. You ain't singing those crazy songs You ain't doing those crazy dances. You ain't twerking nothing. You ain't doing nothing crazy You ain't putting nothing on tip that's salacious. You're not doing none of that junk. You hear what I say? I don't hear you any of it and you're going to stop that on your own volition not because somebody's looking over your shoulder you will not be a failure you will not be caught in this trap and this web you will be holy you will be holy amen How many of you will vow to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? You young people. And if you're not ready, it's okay. If you're not ready, just put your hand down. But it's not okay. But if you're not ready, put your hand down. But if you vow to be with Jesus, then you must take on the responsibilities that every one of us take on. There is no exemption for children. You must be holy. And we will teach you how to do that. We will teach you how. There will be vows of purity and chastity. You will make a vow and we're going to even sign some papers that's going to vow that we're not giving ourselves to anybody but the person we marry. Some of y'all ain't clapping your hands. I said, what? <laughs> we're not giving ourselves to anybody that we're not married to. We're going to keep our hands and our stuff to ourselves. I ain't playing. You ain't touching him, you ain't touching her at all. Shake hands and go home go any further the devil gonna tempt you I didn't say tempt tempt he gonna tempt you and I want I want these these young people to make sure that they hear my voice and that they follow Jesus and that they give their lives solely to Jesus Christ and see how different they will be to their peers I have to stop here I have to stop here you're welcome, my brother. God bless you. To those who are watching by way of live stream, I have kind of forgot about you today, but not because you're not important, but this is something that is mandatory for this house. That the youth of this house become empowered by God and fall in love with Jesus. Now, the second part of this thing is, and, and, and give me, what is it, 1258... Give me five minutes. Second part of this thing is this: this church is gonna function because of you. Where you going, Brett? Where you going? Eh? <laughs> Praise God for Jesus. He didn't even stick his finger up. He just went to walking. <laughs> Hear me. This church is gonna function because of you. You all are so gifted, you all were born with devices in your hands. Your little nappy head, you all born with devices in your hands. Y'all was five months old, swiping to the left and swiping to the right. Amen. Your little nappy headed Negro children. Just, you know, everything. <laughs> you need a television camera in front of you. You, you all have such abilities. I want our young people to run the media aspect of this church. I want you to run cameras. I want you to learn switching. I want you to learn production. I want you to take care of our social media. I want you to put the posts up. I want you to stop us from being corny because we are corny. Amen. Thank you. Security. Um, we are, we are I, when I look at our social media stuff, I'm like, this is, is it whack? Corny. Huh? You keep it here? I'm saying, but what word would you use for corny in your? Whack. Corny? Yeah. It's whack. It's corny. It ain't bussin' bussin'. <laughs> Did I do it wrong? And I, th- and I think that you all can do a better job of it. I think that you can put something on that would be appealing to all generations, and give a youth, a youth suite, a youth kind of thing to this thing. Amen. Now you know all of us are sitting up here past fifty. We're dinosaurs. We are old senior citizen, one step away from a crutch. Dinosaurs. We sitting up here trying to remember our children's names. Now, Sammy, Jimmy, uh, Sally, uh, you know who I'm talking to. How many of you have done that with your children? Call them every name and then t- see. Cause we, we, we on that edge. We on that edge. We still trying to dress young and make our children embarrassed. Trying to dress our young and make our kids embarrassed. So we as dinosaurs, we need you all to come and help us in this ice age and make this church pop. Make, 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 this, make this church happen. Let's sit down. Let's talk about what your expertise is. Let's talk about how what kind of images you want to see up on Instagram and on, and on Facebook and on YouTube and the kind of stuff that will make us look great. Let me see some of you all in front of the camera. Let me hear some of you all in front of the microphone. Let you guys moderate and make this thing happen. Formulate a news channel for just you young people being the anchors. Do the whole thing. Talk about this. How many of you are actors? How many of you young people are actors? Raise your hand. You're actors. Actors. You act. Raise it high. High, 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 high. Amen. How many of you are dancers? Raise your hand. High. How many of you are are, are singers? Raise your hand high. Amen. What else is there? How many of you all play sports? Amen. How many of you left Golden State? You can stay. She can stay. Rest of y'all go to the church down the street. You're no longer members. You can stay. Y'all going to make me use a word I can't use in this place. But this is, you are the life beat of this church. You are the next generation of this church. You are the generation of this church. In 20 years from now, God give us grace, a lot of us will be gone. A lot of us will be in heaven. 20 years from now, God give us grace, you will be running this ministry. You will be the adults of this ministry. So it is our job to ready you, to prepare you. Amen. Amen. How many of you I can count on to help us move forward in this ministry? Somebody praise God for these hands. I am finished as I promised. I am done. This is a different service altogether. But one thing I want to ask the elders to do in this church is to make room for these young people. Make room. One thing I'm going to ask the elders to do in this church is open up your ears to their voices, hear them, see them, and trust in them this ministry. We are not going to be territorial. These young kids don't know nothing. Well, first of all, you use the wrong tense in your sentence. Just, they don't know nothing. Maybe it's us that we need to learn something because we can learn from the children. They didn't like that on this side, on this side over here. The adults didn't like that. Is your mama on this side? Oh Lord Jesus. All right. I want, I want to sit down and have meetings with you all. I want to take you guys to some more places next year. I want you to experience a bit of the world. Next year, I want your parents to prepare you to go overseas to Paris, and and, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'm going to formulate some trips to take the young people and expose them to the world. How many of you would be interested in that? Raise your hand. All right, get it, get a second job. <laughs> Jesus. I am going to leave. I've got to get on a flight going back to Detroit. I came in last night from Detroit. i got to go back to Detroit today. But I could not let this day go by without addressing you. You all are some special young people. I am blessed by God to have you as a part of this church. I love you all. I love you. And as I turn this microphone over to the hands of Pastor Britt, Minister Britt, let's say before offering, Minister Britt has something to say. <laughs> Amen. But I want you to remember, you young people, remember, next week is my birthday. No, 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 no. Y'all go to your mamas and daddies. And tell them we need to get Pastor in something great. Amen. Like a Bentley or something like that. And y'all, if y'all young people forget my birthday, I'm going to forget yours from now on. And some of y'all don't want me to do that. All right? In Jesus' name. I forgot yours because you're 37. That's what good whatever Man, what? listen, I ain't got nothing to do with that. You, You pass a certain age, the gifts stop. (laughs) Jesus' name.